Hi everybody, I'm Darren Pye Finch. This is Vicky. Hey, Hi, Vicky, you alright? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thanks, yeah. We are both here today for the Magic of Achievement podcast. So we're going to be kind of winging it, aren't we? Basically, yeah, we're just <laughs> making it up, which is what magic's about, just making it up. And that's the point, is we're going to talk to you about our experiences, um, specifically around fitness, health and business. And you might think that's a strange mix, but actually they are very, very closely linked because in order to get what you want out of your felt your, your your fitness health and business you kind of need to understand how to create yep yeah and then the mindset that comes with it as well you know so and what we want to talk to you about today is like the top 3 struggles that people go through that relate to you know you can you can bring them all in can't you to like business health and life i suppose yeah okay so Let's start with the first one. So I suppose from my perspective, I've, I've been coaching people for about eight years now, uh, personal training and online fitness and things like that. And just a little bit of background about myself. I worked in IT for a long time. So I used to basically sit down at a desk, type away, kind of tell people what to do a bit and then walk over to the desk and then I'd eat a bit of rubbish shit at work. And then I'd go on my lunch and I'd have some junk. And then I'd go home and have some junk. And then at the weekend, I'd go and have a few beers and a few more beers. And you know what? I very quickly got quite big. And my health wasn't great. And then one day, my body packed up and I collapsed. And this was in 2005. And I went down. And I went from Telford in a host, in a, an ambulance to the hospital they did loads of tests and in a nutshell what they found was this so I, I was sat in a doctor's surgery they'd done a raft of tests and I said to the doc what's up and the doc turned around and said and these are the exact words she said she didn't even turn around and look at me she went you're fat and you smoke and I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for that <laughs> And this is 2005, so, you know, times have changed a bit and maybe they'd be a bit more kind these days, but this was back then. And I spent about a month thinking, that's really cruel and I'm going to write a letter and I'm, I'm a bit upset and I'm feeling triggered. And actually, I sat and thought about it. I thought, well, I kind of knew that. I knew that anyway. And then I thought, okay, what does somebody do who's just been told they're fat and smoke and they thought they were going to die? And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to go in a gym. So I walked into a gym. I didn't know what I was doing. I went on the kit. I played around a bit, moved some of the weights, picked random weights, and I got disheartened. And, and then I thought, okay, I waited another week, and I thought, I better go and talk to someone. So I went in there. I had a chat with a personal trainer, and luckily, this guy was an ex-professional footballer. And uh, Roy Essendari's name is for anybody out there who wants to Google him. Really nice guy. And he started teaching me how to use the kit. Um, and then he taught me and I enjoyed it. But the truth was I wasn't losing much weight. And you know what? That's because he wasn't talking about nutrition. And that's not a reflection of Roy because he did a great job. His job is literally to teach me how to lift weights. And we did that. Um, and then I started Googling about diets. And I went on Slimming World, Diet Chef, loads of stuff. And I had various success for a bit. And then I put the weight back on. And nothing seemed to quite work for me. 
Um, and then eventually what I learned was that there's various factors that can stop you um, losing fat. So things like hormones, things like what you eat, um, the amount of exercise you do so you can overtrain and things like that. Um, And in a nutshell, I ended up racing for Great Britain amateur team for triathlon, which it wasn't elite. It wasn't pro, so I'm not it's making amazing, that. It's amazing, Darren. Don't play it down. Yeah, that, that, and, and, Don't let the ego kick in. It was amazing. Vicky's looking at me because <laughs> she knows what I'm thinking. Is My ego then kicked in going, Darren, you ain't all that. It, you, that was amazing. Like That was an amazing achievement. Well, you it, know? It, it, and, and achieve- Darren just doesn't want to blow himself up, but that was an amazing achievement. Well, I, I did it five times, and I've actually just qualified again for Spain in September. And I've had five years just coaching and... But I've, I qualified again for Spain in September. That's so. amazing. But but the point is, of the whole story is, my journey has gone up and down like a yo-yo. And, you know, sometimes I've had too many to drink and, you know, you beat yourself up thinking, I've put a few pounds back on. And But the point I want to make is, and this is uh, what I've learned, certainly from Vicky and a few other coaches as well, is the number one reason why people perhaps struggle to lose weight or to get into shape is their ego and is their unconscious beliefs yeah what do you think Ricky? a hundred percent yeah no a hundred percent see i've had a similar health journey i've had problems with my health but mine was more of like a mental journey so um a bit about me so since 2000 well since the age of 18 I've worked as like a bookkeeper and then an accountant and I started my accountancy and bookkeeping business in 2010 but I I, like and and I was always running close to burnout like constantly doubting myself constantly you know I used to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning checking my customers cash flows you know constantly worrying about am I am I gonna fail am I good enough like you know, massive imposter syndrome um, all of the time. It was, but I didn't realise. I didn't really know anything about mindset training. I'd never, you know, I'd heard of coaches, but it was like something, yeah, whatever. And then in 2016, I thought I'd pulled a muscle in my chest. I mean, my cat's house saved my life. Like, <laughs> and I'm not even joking. I'd bought my cat this like big house. And so my brother carried it. I got it delivered to my dad's brother carried it to my car. And because I'm like, you know, an independent woman, I carried it from my car to, like all the way into my house and then built the house. And I woke up the following morning, it was Saturday and I couldn't move my left arm. So I phoned 111 and said to the woman, I just need you to tell me I'm not having a heart attack. Like, I know I'm not having a heart attack, but I just need you to tell me. I mean, she must have been like, what is this planet is this woman on? So anyway, so she sent me to an out-of-hours GP who listened to my heart. And at the time, she said to me, you're not having a heart attack. So that's all I heard. I'm not having a heart attack. But she was like, but there is like a slight murmur there. So we're going to send you for more tests you know, have like an ultrasound and echo done of your heart, like just just to make sure to find out what this murmur is. So anyway, so I went and had like, you know, blood tests, went and had the echo. And I remember laying, saying to the, the woman doing my first echo, saying to her, like, this is such an over and exaggeration. You know, like I wasn't having a heart attack. Everything's fine. And she was like, well, actually, your heart's severely enlarged and your aortic heart valve is leaking. Like you need to prepare yourself for surgery. 
So I'm like, okay. And then my GP rang me like the following day or a couple of days, I think it was afterwards. And they were like, you know, you need to start preparing yourself for surgery. Like this is serious. And then I went to see, don't ever go and see a doctor on Halloween. I went to see a <laughs> private doctor on Halloween that year. Um, so this is in like September, obviously October, I go and see the, this cardiologist. And he's like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. You know, like, we'll just monitor it for the next couple of years. You know, like, go home, don't even think about it. And then two weeks later, I'd, I'd been getting more and more out of breath. And I was just like, I was smoking at the time, but I was fit. You know, I had like a six pack. I was doing the insanity workouts. But whereas like before I could do the workouts and do the whole workout, I was so out of breath. Like I'd do the workout and literally I'd be like laying on the floor, like, (gasps) you know, and I'm like, and at this point I've been doing these workouts for like two or three years. I should have been fit, you know, Mm. but it just never registered. There was something wrong. And then I'd woken up one day gone into one of my customers and it took me probably 20 minutes to get up the stairs so I phoned my GP when you could get food to the GP I phoned my GP and said to her you know I think I've got a chest infection am I okay to use Vicks on like my chest obviously because everything going on with my heart and she was like I need you to come down to the surgery now so I was like okay I'm in like North Finchley you know so I drove back to Bushy to go to the surgery and she wanted to call an ambulance she was like you need to go to hospital like now and I was like no no I'm going to take my car and this is where mindset because the whole time I was in hospital you know I was like I didn't want my car I was like my car needs to stay in the car park because as soon as they sort my breathing out I'm going home because my cat's at home on its own <laughs> and then even when and then obviously I didn't I spent like six weeks in hospital and had open heart surgery but even having the surgery I was so far, I mean I was working from hospital you know because and this is where I was so caught up in the day-to-day in my business I wasn't even aware of like you know I was killing myself like but then I was so you know so the whole way through the surgery I wasn't thinking I'm having heart surgery I was like I just need to get home like you just need to fix me so I can go home and then afterwards with all the tests and everything else I started telling myself I'm a heart patient I can't work out I'm a heart patient I can't push myself I'm a heart patient you know yeah and that went on for four years to the point I was so ill, I was worse than I was before I even had the surgery, you know. But in the middle of that, my dad died in 2018 and I was just like, things need to change. Like this, you know, it, yeah, it was like a massive shock and that, that's how I ended up getting into like coaching because I was like, I need to change myself, yeah. you know. And, and, and no intention of ever becoming a coach, but then February 2020, I got told I needed to have heart surgery again. Like, thankfully for me, March happened and everything just got cancelled. Yeah. And then I did Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within. And he was talking about the stories that we tell ourselves, you know, like our ego. And I was like, I've, just, I've made it all up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been so focused on how I'm, what's wrong with me and I'm ill and not to push myself. And then add in all of the stress I was under with work you know like not working probably with like the best people I could have been working with and it was just I was making myself ill Hmm. but I mean obviously you know the the realization of I've made it all up and then actually getting to a point where I didn't you know like my, my heart scans have been better like every year 
since doing like Tony Robbins training. Yeah. But it was just, yeah, like we, we make it all up. So that it, that's kind of the background of me and Vicky, but I think it's the, it's the first major point that, you know, anybody listening to this podcast will be looking at is you've all been on your own journey. Mm-hmm. You've all done things that have worked and things that haven't. But I think the, the, the overriding thing that I certainly, you know, the Vicky talks about and then I talk about is understand um, that you may be putting barriers in place to getting your own success, yeah. whether it's with your business or your fitness and, and health. And, and I think the, the first thing to look at is, let me give you an example. So I, I spoke to someone the other day. Um, they told me they wanted a coach to help them get into shape. And um, they said that they were carrying too much weight. They needed help looking at their nutrition. They wanted somebody who could help them understand what weights to lift, what uh, cardio to do, things like that. And we're going all the way through the call. And at the end of it, um, you know, I relayed back that I do all of that and I've been through that journey and I would be probably a good fit for that person. Now, obviously, they've got the right to talk to as many coaches as they like and they don't have to pick me. But it was interesting. The bit where the person decided it wasn't right for them was I, I explained where I did my coaching and they said it was five miles away. And they'd clearly got an unconscious belief saying if it doesn't fit a an exact time when I must train and it's not exactly where I need to be, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but without even realising it. They you know. and, and they, so they'd already said that they were going to do it. They were happy with the price, happy with all the other things, but it didn't. there was one thing, it wasn't in the exact location in the exact time. Mm. And, and, I, I've been, and I've been that person. And I've had this unconscious set of beliefs going, if it's not exactly what I want, then I'm going to sabotage my own success and go away thinking that didn't work. Yeah. But then you start telling yourself, don't you? You start justifying it to yourself because the thing is like unconsciously we're setting ourselves up to fail by putting those sorts, you know, those sorts of conditions on it has to be this way for it to work. It's like subconsciously and not even, you know, you think how much work we've both done and we still have our own crap, you know, like, so so it's like we, we set ourselves up unconsciously these like unreachable conditions because then when we can't when those conditions can't be met we can tell ourselves well it never would have worked anyway but like, it wouldn't have worked you know that that that's not right for me and i, I find it interesting because um i watch a program with, with my wife which i'm sure millions of people out there well i know for a fact millions watch it they're married uh, Australia thing and uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that <laughs> no, I've seen that I say it's, it's really good and uh, loads of people into it well if you've not seen it essentially I'll have a look <laughs> what they do they've got all the they've got these three experts and they will put together people who perhaps on paper wouldn't pick each other but looking at the data and looking at the things that they need they actually need each other right and you see it all the time where somebody will go in and what they do they will get um, married at first sight, so it's called married at first sight, and and the idea is they will um, be paired with someone, and you can see them in real time thinking of reasons why they shouldn't be with that person, mm. and so 
and, and so for example, somebody will say, oh, they don't look exactly how I want or they don't act how I want or in this situation, they did this. And so unconsciously, they're sabotaging every chance of success, but they don't realise why. Yeah. They're like writing it off before it's even happened, you yeah. know, because you can meet someone and think, oh, they're not that good looking. And then you get to know them and they're like the most beautiful, you know, person ever because of what's inside. Yeah. And, and, and it's the same with, you know, with business is mm. somebody will say, well, I've got a permanent job. And if I decide to do some self-employment or some side gig, this will happen. I won't earn enough money. Do you know what? I actually, so I had someone call me um, a couple of weeks ago. So he's got a full-time job, like, but he wants to set a business up on the side. So we were on the phone like a good hour talking about, you know, what the business is. So I said to him, okay, so what have you done? You know, and he's like, when I was like, what about, and he's like, well, I just don't have the time. Because I was like, what's the biggest thing stopping you from like going ahead with this? And he's like, well, I just, I don't have the time. And I was like, okay, what do you do in the evenings? Oh, no, no, I don't want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to give up my free time in the evenings. I was like, okay, well, what about the weekends? Oh, no, no, I don't want to sabotage my weekends. And I said to him, that right there, you're thinking like an employee and you'll never get your business off the ground. Yeah. And it's exactly yeah. the same with fitness, isn't it? And, yeah. And health is, and the truth is, and this, and, and you know, it, there's an expression from where I'm from called, you can't kid a kidder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> We all know that when I'm watching Married uh, Australia thing <laughs> with my wife, don't get me wrong, it's good. I enjoy watching it and it's an hour, but actually I could be hitting the phones. I could be setting yeah. up a Facebook campaign. I could be doing more work to increase my business so that I get more out of my life. But the truth is I quite like watching it with her. Um, and it's time with your wife. It's time you know? with my wife. Yeah. But, 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 but the point is somebody who is in a job that's either not fulfilling or they don't have enough money or they don't like their boss or whatever it is to use that as an excuse to sabotage your own business mm. don't beat yourself up while you do it because we all do it oh, 100%. but just start recognizing what's really happening yeah is that you've got this unconscious belief that you can't see and it's not real. Yeah, it's like you've got this unconscious belief that you've got no time. And the thing is, when you're going back to the guy who can't drive five miles because, you you know, it won't fit into, like, his lunch break, like, he's got that unconscious belief that he hasn't got the time to do it. But then, yeah. you know, like you said, we'll, and we were laughing about it earlier, we'll, we'll all spend, you know, four or five hours in front of Netflix a night yeah. and then, you know, lay in bed until 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning and then we're saying like we've got no time and the thing is I think with like health and you know with business and health it's like you know it, it it's only okay we're all going to have ups and downs and none of us are perfect and I think the people that 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 say you know like they're perfect and everything else like it's not real world like it's not sustainable working every evening and every weekend no. you know but actually, for like a little bit of extra work to start off with, you know, and if you think of it, I'm going to spend the next 12 months or two years just focused on like my health, focused on my business. And every day, I'm just going to take a little bit, you know, I, I want to move forward every day. It takes that pressure off of I'm having to like sabotage my free time or I don't have enough time 
to be able or this isn't going to you know work for me it I suppose it's like confronting isn't it like when when those things start coming up and you find yourself and listen I'm bad for this like you know and you find yourself like justifying things like oh, you know that wouldn't have worked or it's like okay like where is this coming from yeah and that's definitely certainly the stuff that me and Vicky have been learning through William White Clouds. Mm. Um, he's a he's a guy from New Zealand. He's a real character. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, no, no. So he's from originally from Africa. Is he from, oh, okay, yeah. right. Okay, he, I think he's got some link to New Zealand. Yeah, and Australia. Yeah, and he yeah. lives in America now. But he, he essentially he's he's a bit different to a lot of the. What I'd class as guru type. He wouldn't use the word guru, but they, they, no, they, I wouldn't be happy. No, he wouldn't. Sorry, William. Yeah, You're yeah. not a guru. Um, <laughs> you know, the, there's there's various ones on YouTube on the internet, and what they'll do is they'll talk about. Um, I see quite a few on Instagram actually, and they'll say, right, what we want you to do is there was this one particular one. She was telling people come to the um, Colombian jungle or something, meet some shaman. They're going to do various things, and then they're going to cleanse your beliefs. And you're, going to, you're, and you're going to be a blank slate, and you're going to come out of there, and you're going to be attract all the wealth, all the whatever you want, right? Well, it's like we know. Put um, so you get a glass of water. <laughs> I'm saying this without laughing. So you get a glass of water. And you, you put the water on the windowsill at the full moon and then that's going to bring you loads of money. So you, all you have to do is like sit in a dark room with your glass of water. I'm going to try going, that. I, I'm, I'm getting rich. I'm getting rich. A million pounds is coming to me. Like you need to take action to make that happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, it, and it's, and, and I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not slagging off these people on Instagram and YouTube and, you know, I'm yeah. sure they're well-meaning, but the truth is life is not that easy. And, and I think what certainly what we White Cloud talks about is get real. Mm. And, you know, this is not voodoo. It's not witchcraft. It's actually based on solid science. So if you research Carl Jung, he kind of, um, if you talk, you know, Google Freud, Carl Jung, this is stuff that's been around for a long time. Yeah, and even alchemy as well. It's like centuries, yeah. centuries old. You know, when you think all. All, all of like science, astro- astrology, most personal development come from strings of alchemy. You know, like different. I can't think what the word is, but um, different traditions. Types, traditions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like alchemical, it comes yeah. from alchemy. It's not. It's not like woo woo. You know, made up stuff. It's actually like tried and tested, and it's. I mean, it's trans. Like the uh, the. I mean, I found William in February. I found his book in February last year. And I can honestly say the last, like, coming up to year and a half has been, like, tough. There's been tough because it's the first time I've ever actually openly and honestly confronted, you know, like, the, like where where I can be dysfunctional. But it's been the most transformative time of my life. Yeah. And it, it, so I, sp- I suppose to wrap up for that first one, all we're saying is next time you're offered an opportunity or, or there's going to be next, some, you know, you're watching this podcast for a reason. You're thinking, okay, how can I make my life better? How can I be fitter, stronger, healthier, have more business? Better business, yeah. You know, think about what is it that 
I don't know, when you're having a bath or when you're just about to go to sleep or just waking up, there's going to be something that pops into your head thinking, that's what I want to mm-hmm. do. And and that's the bit that we're kind of talking about is don't, and I always point to my left shoulder, I don't know why, but I always point to this ego character on my left shoulder. This ego character is going, yeah, you're not really going to Hawaii. You're not going, oh, you're not yeah. going to do <laughs> this. Texas. We're going to chat about Texas <laughs> yeah. in a sec. Um, it, the truth is that's your ego pulling you back to safety going, you don't, this, that, that life ain't for you. It's for the people on Instagram and... But it's becoming aware of it, you know, so it's like when you are like in the bath or out walking, you yeah. know, or that, that period where, you know, where you're just waking up and you're, you're having those ideas and in that, in that space in time, you're excited about it. You know, it's like, I, I could really do this. Yeah. And then it's when your ego kicks in, acknowledging, like just stopping in that moment and, and asking yourself, like, where's this coming from? You know, like, where is this coming from? Like, why, why am I thinking like this about myself? Because you're the, you're, you're going to be like your biggest critic, but you're also going to be, you know, the only one that holds you back. Okay, so that's the first one, Don. We're going to yeah. chat about the second one now. So the second one, for me, is one of the biggest reasons why people don't progress with their health and fitness and certain business, definitely, is do the basics well, right? Um, and so I'm what's called a bulletproof coach. And I spent a whole year back in 2018 learning from um, doctors, from people with very strong scientific backgrounds around the mechanics of getting fit and well. And the first one we've touched on, which is ego and emotions and things like that. But the second one is... Are you doing the basics? So in order to get your health and fitness correctly, I would say the number one thing that you might want to think about um, is easing off from the booze. And and it's very interesting. I've coached hundreds of people. And um, this is from somebody who, when, when I drink, I have quite a few. <laughs> so I'm not one of these people who stop drinking totally and I'm not some kind of monk consistently when I've coached people is they will their mindset is they'll come in they'll go okay I'm gonna do my three hours a week in the gym I'm gonna eat well Monday to Friday but you know what when Friday seven o'clock comes I've worked hard all week I'm gonna crack open crack open the the Prosecco or the beer and then what's really happening is and there's nothing wrong with that right We're, we're all allowed a beer a Prosecco a pizza whatever it is but they'll have the takeaway and then Saturday morning comes and they're feeling a bit rough. And they think, you know what, I'm going to have a fry up. And then Saturday lunch comes and they think, I'm going to have a, I'm going to open a pack of Doritos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <All> biscuits. All <laughs> yeah. biscuits. And this is from somebody who can do a whole pack of hobnobs in one sitting. <laughs> I'll let you into a little secret, right? So <laughs> sometimes when I go, uh, when I drive to see my son and I'll go from Milton Keynes to Long Eat, which is in between Derby and Nottingham, and I'll stop at this one garage. <laughs> Do you want to be sharing this? I, I, I'll get, I, I have to. I feel I have okay. to. And um, I'll get some petrol, right? And I'll get, and it just it's calling me. The pack of obnobs is calling me, and I'm looking at it, and I've got it, and it's chocolate obnobs, and I'll sit in the car and I'll have the whole lot. Yeah. Right. And you might think that's mental. 
But, but that, you know what? At least you're real, you know, and you're honest. But like, we all do <laughs> stuff like that. And I do it, and I do it. And, and, and the truth is, and, and I've worked with a lot of people, and it's interesting when you see people open up and they go, you know what, I do something. <laughs> I go, tell me, what is it you do? And they'll go... I'll go to the garage and I'll get a Ginsters. <laughs> I love the cheese and onion ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll get, a, I'll get a Ginsters, I'll get a bag of crisps and I'll get a Coke and I'll get a, a bar of chocolate and I'll go, you know what? Well done. Thank you. You've been yeah. honest. And and don't hide it. It is what it is. And there's a reason why those garages stop that, they stop yeah. that stuff. It's because people buy it. And, 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 and so I suppose the point is accept that you do certain things like that. Number one, don't beat yourself up about it. But uh, skipping back, so where are we going? We're on Saturday afternoon now, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you have a takeaway. Just thinking about, you know, like hiding it. It's like when there's so much work on, you know, like I suppose in society, like you have to be this certain person. (laughs) And then with your limiting beliefs, it's like, well, you know, you eliminate them and ignore them and the more you ignore them the worse it gets and it's yeah. the same the same you know with that just be honest about and, it and, 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 and that's the thing is i i do it right and i know millions of people do it and, and the truth is i love it and the, afterwards i'm thinking oh, i shouldn't have done that i'm a coach i'm a personal trainer i should be perfect and then it's that feeling of oh, i've let myself down and actually if you just let it go mm. it doesn't matter right? But what I suppose the point of the story is, let's go back to that Friday evening decision, right? So what would happen if you didn't have that beer or Prosecco then? What's really happening is, so did you know this, but if you have alcohol, your body takes two days to process that alcohol. And you cannot that. burn fat whilst alcohol's in your system. I yeah? didn't so that. even if you skimp and have hardly ever anything the next day, your body cannot burn fat while alcohol's in the system because it's a toxin and a poison that your body's got to get rid of, all right? And so I'm not going to be all, you know, you must quit alcohol, otherwise you'll never lose weight because that's not true. But what I would say is for a lot of people who are trying to lose weight and get their health back, think about what would it be like if I had three months off? And let that sit with you and think, what would really happen? And actually, what when you start unpacking it, it's very interesting. So a lot of people think, okay, well, that means I'm not going to go out with my friend and see him that night. And therefore, if I don't see that friend, subconsciously, unconsciously, you're thinking, I'm going to be lonely, right? And you might also be thinking, well, I've worked all, all a week and I'm going to kick back and have my drink. Your reward. My reward, right? And you may have earned it, and nobody's saying you haven't, but but think about your start point. If your health and fitness is not working for you, what's more important? Is it that you have that drink, or is it that you maybe sacrifice some pleasure for a bit and actually get the greater reward, which is good health and fitness, mm. okay? And, and I, I'm sure it's the same with business, is, you know, people you know what kind of things should people be doing as the basic in order to build their business so with the basics obviously cash flow and you know cash flow is is (laughs) my favorite favorite oh it's not just you it's the one thing everyone everyone i work with as soon as i mention cash flow and financial goal settings it's when i get massive pushback you know everyone you can see people want the ground to swallow them up but actually 
you know, there's like simple tools you can use to just make sure you're like working for profit. You know, it doesn't have to be that difficult, but then money's that one conversation that, do you know what, we all need money. And obviously, but it's that one conversation that brings up every, you know, guilt, shame, like, and, you know, if, if we're not, if we've got like a, a credit card debt or, you know, we haven't got like £5,000 in the bank as a business owner, there's something wrong with us. It's such a load of crap. I've got credit cards, you know. Mm. And I'm an accountant and a business coach and I do this for people. Like, I still have to manage my cash flow. So I'd say cash flow is one of those and, and financial goal setting is like one of those things it can bring up so much stuff because then it then it goes on you know you're setting financial goals and it's like well I don't want to be greedy you know because we live in this thing where we should give everything away for free you know or or you shouldn't ever talk about money like it should always be you know about like what you're offering and I completely agree with that it should be about what you're offering but if you can't keep you know, you could the roof over your head or pay your bills or actually be able to go on a holiday. Why are you running a business? Like, just go and work for someone, you know? Mm. It is about the money. Like, but it, it brings up... So I would say cash flow and then also... So, well, I mean, just going on about cash flow. So how do people make sure that their business has got enough cash flow and their personal life is not affecting, affecting that? It's so, the same as the alcohol thing, and it's yeah. the same as the hobnobs. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it is, you get paid, and especially when you're a single, you know, like a single director owner or like a sole trader, it's it's very blurred, isn't it? You know, because you get paid yeah. and you're always borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, and, and I do this, you know, especially like, you know, I run two businesses, I'm building my my coaching business up like there's there's months you know where it's a struggle but I've created that like always getting to the end of the month and just having enough but one thing I would say is one of the biggest things and is you know especially sole traders and and one man business owners or one woman business owners so one person business owners is not charging for your time so I'll speak to like a hairdresser and they're like okay you know I charge hundred pounds for a haircut and colour. The colour costs me forty pounds. Twenty pounds in fuel, I'm making, you know, forty pounds profit. And I'm like, great, how many hours were you there? You know, and they're like, oh well no, it's a hot you know, nearly a whole day, like six or seven hours. So I'm like, so you've worked six or seven hours for forty pounds. You know? Whereas actually when you work out, okay, you know, this is how much the, the products cost to be able to do what you're gonna do these are like travel time, fuel, you know, what else are you paying out in your business? Like allocate some of that to your costs and then charge yourself out as a cost to your business, you know? And that's where I think most people, like most people go wrong. And also it's not greedy to want to earn more. You know, it's not greedy to sit and do that exercise and go, you know, sometimes you might do that exercise and you've always been buying your materials from Bob down the street and Bob down the street is actually like five times more expensive than someone else and you could go and get a trade discount, you know, or you might find that, and this is like confidence, this is something I struggled with. I mean, literally, I was like the cheapest accountant going because I was, I had such low confidence. I didn't think 
you know, like I charged, like I, it was so uncomfortable having that conversation of what my fees were. I always used to bring my fees down, you know. So it's like it's getting comfortable. Your price is what it is. That's it. There's no, it is what it is. And I think it helps when you've done that breakdown because you're like, actually, it is what it is. You're not thinking, well, I could reduce the £40 profit down to £20 profit, but then you work in six hours for £20. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, no. So whether it's across health and fitness or business, I think do, number one, get professional help. So chat Mm. to somebody who can help you understand what you should be charging. Um, And have a look around as well. But also, you know, I suppose it's like when you when you go to start discount, you know, when you were saying like on the Friday night when you have that first drink, like before you have that first drink, just stopping and thinking, you know, okay, if I was to spend the next three months and not have a drink. So in your business, when you go to like half, you know, 50% off your services, it's like just stop in that moment and think if I was to spend the next three months in my business focusing on thriving and not just surviving, you know, and actually this is what my price is. It is what it is. Like what difference would that make in your business in three months? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. That brings us on to number three. Yes. So number three, I think for me, and I know, I know Vicky thinks this as well is dare to dream. So I'm not going to spend an awful... This is a teaser for the next podcast, but I'm just going to start with a little bit. So skip back 2005, I've collapsed, I'm in hospital, blah, 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 right? I spent the next year learning about, you know, gyms and diets and all the rest of it. And I was very lucky. Uh, Somebody says why don't you start, uh, I, I did a bit of boxing, and I got knocked out and that hurt, so I'll leave that one. <laughs> yeah, no uh, thanks. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah, be, that's only going to take you back to hospital. <laughs> I, I trained five days a week, I got dead fit, and I got smacked, I was in Covent Garden, I was in the ring, and uh, I got belted, and I got floored. And I thought, okay, I need to do something as energetic, but not as um, dangerous. So somebody said, why don't you go for a run? And I went for a run and I did a 5K in 25 minutes, which for your first one is not bad. And someone says, oh, you're, you're all right at this. And because I'd been coached by PT guy, Roy, um, somebody says, go and get a coach. And I did. And the point of the story was I was working with a triathlon coach. He just happened to be the age group world champion. Really nice guy called Nick in Nottingham. And he gave me probably the biggest gift anybody's ever gave me. Because I did a few triathlons and I, I got okay at it. And he said, why don't you go and try and compete for the World Championships in New Zealand in 2012? I went, what? And he went, yeah, there's an amateur version of the World Championships. You've still got to be good enough. You've got to compete and you've got to go for qualifying races. And I said, that's crazy. And he went, what if you could? Yeah. And I stopped and I thought, well, why not? And then it's all that of it, question, isn't it? And, it? and once you start, and this is the thing, right? I am not genetically gifted. I'm not. There's loads of faster runners in Milton Keynes. There's loads of faster runners in the in the UK's faster cyclists. But the point is, you got to be in it to win it. Mm. And once you stop and think, what if I could? And you know what? I trained and trained and trained. I sacrificed everything, and I went for it, and I ended up there. 
That's amazing. And I was very lucky. I, I didn't have any money. Um, my, my friends and family helped me and I got there. And I ended up in New Zealand and I was on there on, I was there on my own. And I finished 37th in my age group in the world. And it, to me, it was such an amazing time for me. But I think the point is, if you allow yourself to dream and have this dream, mm. it can come true. Yeah, but I think it's like, I mean, just for, first off, that's amazing, Darren. Like, yeah, it's, it, you know, it is amazing. You know, and it, it, it there's going to be people, people out there listening, thinking, yeah, well, I know someone. In fact, well, you do. Yeah, but, uh, it's, but it's not. But the thing is, it's like, do you know what? You were like, I'm going to do this. And then you put the work in and like you made it happen. Because I think, and I've like, listen, I have big dreams, which we're going to talk about, you know, like, and it's a mad dream. We'll talk about it in like the next podcast. But as soon as you start thinking big, you know, it's like every when you're telling people about it, what happens is all of a sudden all of their fears start coming up and it's easy for them to project their fears onto you because they would never do that you know yeah so it's like where you were doing that and then people would be like well you know like all you're saying about you know some people listening might know people who have gone and done it or people that have trained from a kid to do it or you know so pe- th- those people could be, could have said to you well you know you've only just started training like you're not good enough you know and yeah. if you'd listened to them you never would have done it and, that, and that's the thing that, that you know you, you get some people who are really really supportive and they've been brilliant other people are like, yeah well there's faster people um yeah. or what about this what if this goes wrong you know you, oh well i i know someone faster and, and then all of a sudden your ego kicks in mm. and you think yeah oh yeah they're right yeah there is someone faster than me and there's a better personal trainer in it all and these you start st- doubting yourself. you start doubting yourself and actually all I say to everybody is, what could happen if you... So I've coached a lady and she had to get below a certain weight limit to do a parachute jump. And she came to me and said, look, I've booked it, I'm going. Mm. And I went, you're kidding? And she went, yeah. And she told me, and it was about two stones she had to lose. And we did it together. And she actually sent me a video of her parachuting out of her plane. That's amazing. And it was amazing because she got that such strong belief and it mm. wasn't okay she had to do it otherwise she'd lose the money but do you know what i've seen this in business where and these are two actual businesses but i'm going to change some of the details confidentiality so the first business lost um lost a, a big customer it was a big customer overnight and straight away they were saying to me i'm not coming back from this i'm not you know in their mind they'd written their business off like just because that one customer and then gradually gradually the business was coming back up they put the business into administration the next business lost 70 percent of their income like that when the pandemic hit none of you know they were still having to pay the suppliers like you know staff costs and everything else furlough helps but that business owner there was you know no matter what he was going to make that business work now when you look at those two businesses from the outside the first business should have succeeded the second business should have failed you know hmm. But that the, the second business owner was just like, I've, I've got a dream for my business. This, he actually took that bad opportunity as, you know, he, where, how can I move into like different, you know, different areas that I never would have thought of before. You know, he like gave himself permission to dream. And now he's having like better years now than he's ever had in like the whole 20 years of like the business, you know. And that's, 
and that's where if you if you if if you like really believe and you you keep that excitement going anything's anything's possible but it's so easy isn't it for like our you know imposter syndrome to kick in or we start doubting ourselves and all of and before we know it we've talked our dreams started here and then we've just shrunk it a little bit and shrunk it a little bit and then before we know it we've talked ourselves out of like you know what we really really want because we've we've listened to our ego and convinced ourselves it's not possible so what we're going to do, you might be thinking, why is there an image of Texas in the background <laughs> of what we're looking at? And you know what? We're going to leave that as a teaser for the next yeah. podcast because we're going to go through Vicky's dream and exactly how she's, yeah. she's not manifested it. She's not put a glass of water in it. No, <laughs> it started with, it did start with an idea, but everything, that's how everything, you know, everything in this room started with an idea. And and the, the, I'm going to make it happen. Like we're going to, we'll, we'll talk to you about it. We'll, we'll talk to you about it. And and and, and if, at first you think, yes, I love it. And when, when Vicky told me, I was like, oh, that just sounds so cool. Oh, it's going to be amazing. So <laughs> keep looking at that picture yeah, and sub- don't forget to subscribe as well. Yes, you um, must subscribe. And if you if you want, yeah, the if, magic of achievement. If you like listening to us talk and you know share it with your friends and we're gonna share lots of experiences of people we've worked with and you know mm. the things you got to do to get what you want in life in your health and your fitness and your business yeah and tools that we've used you know that we're using like in our lives in our businesses like personally that we know work we want to share them with you so you can check it out you know we're like adding to your toolbox that's the thing, yeah. It's the toolbox. That's what we're going to yeah. teach you uh, all about. So yeah. thank you for watching. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for watching and listening. Bye-bye.